0: Today is November 8, 2005. This is Evan's Journal, coming to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii. Well, I know it's been a while since I did the last journal, but things have been really busy, and actually, I really have no excuse, but tonight's journal will probably be a little bit longer than some of the others, because there's quite a bit of recapping to do, especially for the people that are following the progress of this whole Greater Good Radio, um, I guess you would call it a saga. Anyways, the first thing that I put up here is the rules of engagement. And that's something that I'm really starting to get a clear picture of as we're interviewing venture capitalists and entrepreneurs because there are certain ways that you need to engage people in order to get a desired result. And then there's certain prerequisites in order for that to go correctly. Now, this came about because occasionally we get, we get, um, Approached by people that are either trying to solicit us with something, or sometimes they're fundraising for something, or they, you know, they they just are asking us questions. But and and that kind of stuff is is fine. The the thing that really makes me wonder is that in our show, Greater Good Radio, we've done a number of different interviews where people go greatly into depth on how to engage potential investors or how to engage potential partners and a lot of that is right in the interview so my suggestion to those of you out there who are looking to raise funds and build your company and so on is to really start listening to these audios much more closely and understanding what it is that is going to be required One, there has to be a really clear um, explanation of where the value lies. You have to be able to express your market. You have to be able to express it in a way that others are going to understand it and quickly. And the better bet is to not try to just come off straight off the bat and close a deal. I mean, things are based on relationship and trust. These things are extremely important. So, for those of you out there or looking at doing this type of thing, I would definitely start paying attention more to the interviews that we have been doing because they have a lot to offer. You know, I once heard that you become who you hang out with. So I always thought that if I could hang out with more successful people, then eventually I'll become successful. And i got to tell you, it has worked to a certain extent. Uh, our current businesses have done extremely well and the reason for that i I guess there's a there's a number of reasons but a lot of it is due to the input that we've been given from successful people I, I gotta tell you something though in doing these interviews we've been doing the interviews from late July we're averaging about two a week now it's the beginning of November and we've got some 30 something done end of, by the end of December we will have roughly about 45 interviews already done. And I got to tell you, my mindset and the way I'm thinking now is completely different than what I did in June. My clarity in terms of uh, understanding what successful people are doing and the synergies between and the the characteristics between all of these uh, entrepreneurs and successful people are starting to become very very prevalent. And I got to tell you, if for those of you out there who are listening to every single show I know that you're fi- you're thinking the same thing because I'm already getting emails on it and people are contacting us about it and we're getting some really nice feedback and and you know we are, we definitely appreciate that. And that's kind of what we're looking at accomplishing. The interesting thing uh about one of, some of the interviews coming in are that if they're looking over the materials, they'll come in. they tell us exactly what we're doing and they validate basically what we're doing by saying, uh, you know, what's on their mind. And that to us is truly, truly fulfilling because the other day we did an interview with Mitch Dollier and he has had some massive success, you know, revitalizing the ward area and then selling it off for a quarter of a billion dollars, helped with uh, Hawaiian Airlines and in, in the times of, of, of trouble and then now he's dealing with Kaneohe Ranch and the redevelopment of Kailua area so he's done huge huge things and he came in initially he said you know what I I came in here I really appreciate what you guys are doing what you're doing is uh, actually you know what I'm going to pull the clip out of his audio and I'm going to insert it in right here and then we'll continue more with the uh, Evans Journal this is Mitch Dolier, and I'm here on Greater Good Radio. <laughs> this wonderful new concept. Very nice, Carrie? Testing one, two, three. Testing. Did you only hear from uh, about this from us, or had you heard heard about anyone? it from you guys? I hadn't heard about it otherwise. No. Okay. Heard about it. From, no. You okay. Guys good. You this once, and I just I love the concept. Oh, good. Good. Well, appreciate, appreciate it. Because you know, Evan, one of the things is a lot of this we're going to find. One of the stories that's going to be in common is this has been passed on by mentors to yep. generations down. And what you're really doing is you're taking the same concept and you're expanding it exponentially, because some people don't have mentors. Some people ex- are aren't lucky enough to have mentors. Yep. Yeah. And so with the radio, you're like, whew. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's actually when you see how we repurpose it on the internet and deliver it through MP3 devices. Right. That's where it's. Right. That's really when it at. really gets cool. Yeah. Let me go with uh, with a re- weekly recap now. Weekly recap from last week. I mean, things have been just absolutely busy. Last week, I met with uh, two young ladies from the organization, add to, We're trying to put in the programs within the universities, starting with probably Hawaii Pacific University, since they seem to be the most proactive. And the program will be set around marketing classes and allowing the students to produce uh, 30-second commercials for the radio, press release, and do it where they're promoting the school so the school can have a marketing department that's actually run by students the students will pitch the uh, or our, our set of judges and they'll get class credit for it and hands-on experience the ad2 organization is interesting because they have 32 year old and under advertising marketing and PR professionals that will be acting as mentors and and staging this entire program for the schools Um, I helped to get it started I thought of the idea initially but I really can't be involved with a lot of the um, more fine logistics and it'll be interesting to be able to turn it over to them and we're waiting to hear back from them on on how that's going on the same day I met with another company that's doing Wi-Fi and we're trying to work out a a partnership for that I met with um, Star Bulletin midweek try to work out a partnership with them, met with the Chamber of Commerce. We're trying to work out an agreement with them, and we finished our first article for PacificNews.net, which is a bi-monthly publication distributed here in Honolulu, with about 40,000 uh, circulation or so. And that's the first time, so that doesn't count pass-through and all the other ways of measuring um, subscription and, and so and readership and all that. Other things on top of the list. I wanted to recap The Apprentice because I've been watching this show, and I don't know if you folks have been watching it, but it's getting kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, are you folks watching this Martha Stewart Apprentice? And if you are, aren't I'm I don't want to be judgmental, but I wouldn't hire anybody on that show, much less I wouldn't want to work with the majority of them. I mean, gosh, unless it's they're just only showing uh, television and trying to make Good television by showing only the you know dramatic parts, I swear I have not seen anything impressive it 's almost like a a bad copy of donald trump 's apprentice because the, it, it's it 's just not there man i mean it 's like a joke that you somebody who's funny tells it, and then the audience person goes out and they go and tell their friend, and the timing 's all off, and it's just not the same it 's not funny anymore they 're just missing the mark on this one. Yeah, I sit in there and there's this kind of George lookalike guy on the side. He keeps holding this cigar in his hand, and I'm wondering what is that cigar even for. Sometimes he's holding it, sometimes he's not. But the thing isn't lit. So who holds a cigar up in a boardroom during a meeting that's not lit? I mean. That's ridiculous. If that guy was sitting across from me and we we're negotiating or we we're having a discussion, I would ask him what's up with that cigar because, what is he doing with that thing? I mean, it's like a fake George. It's unbelievable. Where is the leadership also in in this, these groups? I mean, can do you guys hear the same thing that I'm hearing, which is just a ton of excuses? Oh, the project manager didn't do this. Oh, so and so, you know, I, I thought would do this. It's like. Incompetence almost. I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable. You, know, If they're interviewing, what is it, a couple hundred thousand people, this is the best that they could get. I mean, this could be some of the best looking people that applied, but in terms of quality, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, I can talk firsthand because we've been interviewing people that have massive levels of success and then doing our other businesses, we talk to entrepreneurs and business people all the time, and none of these people on The Apprentice can hold a stick to them. I mean, the first the first season of Apprentice was pretty good. Bill Rancic, I thought from the beginning, I said this guy is great, man. He had great ideas, everything he said was great. The cast was great, but man, every single season it seems to be coming downhill. a couple of things are really popping up in my mind right now. When I'm watching this show, there's a lot of activity versus productivity. And then the difference between that is getting things done or just being busy. It's like a painter coming to your house. He stays there 12 hours, but he never paints. He's active, but he's not productive. And there's a funny little story that I heard uh, about a salesperson. And the salesperson his wife went to the therapist and said, you know what, my, my husband, he needs a lot of help. My husband has some problems. And she said, "What what's the problem? She says, well, when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, I'm the greatest salesperson in the world. And he keeps singing it over and over again. She, the, the therapist says, I, I don't really understand the problem. He says, no, no, no. After he takes a shower, he starts putting on his clothes. He's like, I'm putting on my clothes because I'm the best salesperson in the world like, I still don't understand the problem. It's like, no, he comes downstairs and he comes to eat with us and he says, I'm the best salesperson in the world. She goes, that sounds great. It sounds like he has a good self-esteem. She goes, yeah, but he never goes to work. And that's exactly what this apprentice is like. They don't go to work. They don't produce results. And that is an extremely key component to this whole business thing in that you have to produce results. I mean... What else is there to be judged upon besides your results? So, it's definitely frustrating to watch that show. I gotta tell you that. And then I'm wondering, Martha's daughter, what, what is she really there doing? And does she have credentials? Or or does she just sit there and act kind of negative? Uh, I watch Carolyn, and you listen to the things that she says. She's obviously intelligent. She looks way older than she actually is. And you know her comments are are pointed but they're pretty much right on i have not heard anything insightful from martha's daughter yet it's just it's been sad and you know what i don't think it's the real martha on this on this show so and you're thinking what what's he talking about the real martha was it a poser i don't know if it's so much of a poser but martha on this show is very very politically correct You see brief bits of time where she kind of loses it a little bit and then her uh, aggressive nature comes out. And that's really the interesting part, I think, about the whole show because that really shows into how she probably really is. And if she would let us in a little bit more to see how she really is, I think the show would have more merit. That's the thing with Donald. He kind of doesn't care, man. He just says whatever's on his mind. But that helps because at least you know what he's thinking, and he's not, you, you don't think he's faking you out. So, I don't know. It, it's pretty sad. I kind of watch it because it just makes me mad. I, don't, I try to learn something from it, but I haven't learned too much yet. One thing that I have learned is that if you start hanging out with entrepreneurs and people that you want the same results that they've already achieved... You're going to get better just by osmosis. You're going to pick up things. You're going to learn things. And that's really what this show is all about. It's about being able to get access to successful people as mentors that normally would not, you wouldn't have access to. Normally, I wouldn't have access to. So take advantage of it and listen to it. And that's why we're making these things available. Let us know the success stories out there so we can help others spread the word. And you know what? We'll have a really, really good time doing it together. I thought one thing excellent about Martha's show is it's like a 1-hour infomercial on Martha Stewart Living. See, Donald Trump's show, he has people coming in, you know, from other businesses outside and not related necessarily to his businesses, or they might be related but they're kind of still outside of his realm. Martha's one is every single thing has to do with her business. So, you know, even if she kind of broke even, and and her ratings and stuff broke even, she'd be doing pretty good because she's getting prime time, space, and promotion for all of her own products. She's cross-promoting. She's doing things within uh, the show to show off her stuff. And you know what? That part of it is really super sweet. And if you're thinking about PR and sweetening your image and all that, Martha's Show is doing a really good job for that too because... She, you know, through the camera, you can kind of control more or less what you want to send across through editing. And in that regard, I think she's doing pretty good. But I tell you what, I'm seeing a lot of the yes man s- syndrome going on within this Martha Stewart show. What was up with that lady, the one that just got fired with the other lady? She kept telling her, Yes, that's a great idea. Yes. Do you really need those types of people around? I guess if you maybe have some kind of low self-esteem of some sort, you need somebody telling you yes all the time, but I I would be very leery about somebody that only tells me yes and agrees with things all the time. Because I know for a fact I'm not always right. I am not always right. And isn't it true that the people that you truly respect are the ones that debate you a little bit or bring up other scenarios or other options and I'm not talking about being just a dick or a devil's advocate and you know getting in the way but someone who's truly bringing up other thoughts that you can bounce off of and that way you know that they're not just going to be just a pushover I don't know that's that's what I was thinking I did think that Matchstick did well they had good um they good good samples they they did a good job everything was on point but one thing on on all these promotions is why aren't they having the the name of these products all over everything? I mean, if you own the product and you put your money into it, wouldn't your name be all over everything? I don't know. Mine would I'll tell you that for sure. Tomorrow I'm going on a trip, going to the Podcast Expo and Portable Media Expo in California, taking the uh, family up there, and it's going to be a cool little trip. I will keep you guys posted on this when I come back, but this week, make sure you get a chance to listen to the interviews that we've got coming up. Hank Rogers and Josh Feldman. Josh Feldman is my classmate, and it's kind of funny because when we initially, well, when I initially contacted Josh, he was probably one of the very first people that I talked to about this entire concept, and he kind of blew me off. And when I asked him about it later, why did he decide to come on instead of blowing me off? He he told me, he said, because I've known you since high school and I didn't know if this was going to be some kind of reality show and you're going to make fun of me and ridicule me on, on the air, which I thought was kind of funny. But he said, you know, after I came on, I really enjoyed it. And I think you enjoy Josh, Josh's insights. He's a very sharp guy, went into a family business that was doing extremely bad. And really, truly turned it around. I got to give this guy a lot of credit, Tory Richard, which is the company that he runs right now in the clothing company, is just hands down so much better than it was a decade ago before he got there. So you'll get Josh's insights on that, and then you'll hear from Hank Rogers and a lot of people have been waiting for this Hank Rogers interview, and we finally are being able to get it up and uh broadcast it and Hank Rogers is the one who owns all the Tetris rights for mobile devices and handhelds. And he just sold his company, which was three and a half years old. It's called Blue Lava Wireless. He sold it to a publicly held company called Jamdat for $137 million in cash and stock. So Hank goes through the story of how he flew to Russia, convinced the Russian government to give him the rights, convinced the um, KGB. And, you know, in his early 30s, he had the the you know the guts the balls the, the hutzpah whatever you want to call it, but he really made it happen and Hank's doing some interesting things for the students here of Hawaii, so check that out. That'll be available I think Saturday, Sunday. I I don't know when I I had scheduled it for the online version, but we're gonna be also on the radio at 14:20 a.m. I believe it's at three o'clock prior to the pregame show for the uh football game. Hopefully they win. And I will update you from uh, for next week out of California. Hopefully, we'll have some good news on these deals we're trying to cut. And hopefully, we can get you folks more content, better content, and more, um, more stuff that can help you guys out. Okay, thanks for being patient with me. I know that it's been a while from the last Evans Journal. And I will talk to you folks later.